everyone. Today is June 24th, 2023. This is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Closing up this week, um, there's a few little things going on. This will be a pretty fast episode. Going to get through the um, remaining skill changes. There's four uh, dual skill changes that were brought around last week. There is the Z1 uh, raid event again. So a couple of new cards, not inconsequential cards either. And also some new uh, cards from Mission Circuit and also the Card Trader update. And there's just an overall similar theme this week of stalling. Just as a reminder, you can get this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Search Dual Links Podcast, Dual Assessment Podcast. And all of the old episodes are also available on WordPress. So my week... um, I haven't even touched the Legacy Duels GX. I'm just trying to get through these events. Um, I really have to make progress on the Mission Circuit, I realize. There's a pretty interesting card there to get. But uh, yeah, just getting through the Z1 event, I think... um, most of my playing time this week has been with uh, Master Duels. Um, there was the Anthology event that I got through with Gimmick Puppets, and now there's the Synchro event, which I'm working with the Punk deck that I discussed a couple weeks ago. So I'm getting through that. Um, I think in Duel Links, actually back to Duel Links circling back, um, I hit the highest level for Yugo. So, um, just used him as my main auto-duel character, but there's still plenty of characters where I am owed a lot of gems and stuff, and, uh, like, max level and stuff I don't even have yet, so I'm working on those characters. And, uh, for, for, uh, Z1 specifically, you have to get, uh, a dual skill by playing only fairy cards, so I'm gonna have to have a skill like a deck to play with only fairy monsters and stuff like that to um, get through it. Uh, at life events, uh, next week I will be in Italy, so I won't be able to do the podcast. So, um, yeah, that's another another thing I have to do this year. Um, I feel like I'm traveling a lot this year, and that's just, that's just life. Let's get to esports this week. I'm going to pull up some of these tournaments here. And let's start with Duel Links Grand Prix, which is Grand Harrier's event. I feel like Grand Harrier has taken over um, what Duel Links meta used to do. <laughs> uh, I don't know like uh, if that scene is fully on Master Duels at this point. So this tournament, um, we're starting to see a little more deck diversity in the meta uh, with some of the nerfs that we saw. Orcus, Speedroids. Speedroids are basically taking the share that Orcists lost. We have Rockets gaining some ground. Trick Stars are kind of new to the scene and stuff like that. First place, X-Ray Eyes. Clear Wing Acceleration Speedroids. So Speedroids, as mentioned before, are the main beneficiary of the new meta. And they had a little slap on the wrist, a limit two on the double yo-yo, but that doesn't really 
affect them too much. So this deck, of course, um, not a speedroid card, but she came with the box. Win the wind channeler. You always need three copies of this card. So it's basically buying through three copies of a mini box for this card. Uh, there was also the Speedroid Tack and Tomborg. This is a card that they run two copies of. Um, Speedroid Teratop, of course, one copy. We only get one copy. Speedroid Fuki Mudodoshi Piper, one copy. Speedroid Tri Eye Dice, one copy. Speedroid Car Turbo, one copy. WOU, you use two. Um, that's just what it is. One. Speedroid Denden Daigo Duke. This one runs Speedroid Malicious Magnet. Another uh, tuner for the deck. Speedroid Red Eye Dice. And Speedroid Horse Stilts. All one copy. And then, uh, of course, the deck only runs one spell. And that's Speed Recovery. Basically, you special summon a Speedroid from the graveyard. And that's all they need. And then um, a bunch of back row cards, two Book of Moon, two Forbidden Lands, one Forbidden Chalice, one back to the front. So this is a deck that you like, don't really rely on a lot of spells. It's all monster-based play, which is pretty nice. And then the extra deck, um, Crystal Wing Synchro Dragon, one copy. High Speedroid Kite Drake, Stardust Dragon, two copies of Clear Wing Synchro, one Stardust Charge Warrior, one high speed ride Chanbara and one high speed ride Hagoida. Second place, Deborah Boro Launch Rocket. So this is a 25 card deck. Uh, it's basically the same uh, components, but they've been nerfed. So it's a it's a post nerf rocket deck. Three copies of Rocket Tracer, three copies of Magna Rocket Dragon, only one Silver Rocket Dragon. This is limit three now. Two Metal Rocket Dragon. Uh, spells, we have one Rapid Trigger, three Quick Launch, one Boot Sector Launch, and one Boral Regenerator. Two Book of Moons. And then the Trap Cards are all generic traps. Two Ice Dragons Prison, this is the other limit three. One Warning Point, two Phoenix Chain. Haven't seen Phoenix Chain in a really long time. Two Needle Ceilings and Necrofusion. Top 4, X, Jason X, Holly, Angel, Trick, Trick Stars. Trick Stars are back. Uh, this is, you know, the dual skill's been changed, and this is a pure Trick Star deck, not really like a packaged Trick Star Orcus deck or something like that. Three copies of Corbane, three Candida, two Lycoris, one Lily Bell, two Tech Hard White Princess, one Trick Star Light Stage. This is limit one. Three Trickstar Festival, and then tech cards one Dark Hole, two Crackdown, and two Needle Ceilings. And finally, top four Alessio 0647 Switcheroo Gookie. Three copies of Gookie Suprex, one Rescorpio, two Twist Cobra, three Headbat, one Octo Stretch, one Gookie Rematch, one Gookie Finishing Move, one Reinforcement of the Army, one Expendable Die. Two Book of Moon, three Cosmic Cyclone, one Warning Point. A, there's anything else? Let's pull up AU Weekly number 80. First place, Solomon, Clearwing, Acceleration, Speedroid. Another Speedroid deck, of course, um, 
This one's less variegated as the one we just previously saw with all the different types of speedroid monsters, but this one is pretty clear-cut. Three winds, one terror top, one Fukimotodoshi Piper, three Takan Tomborg, two double yo-yo, two Denden Daiko Duke, one red-eyed dice, one speed recovery, three book of moon, two forbidden lands, one forbidden chalice. Second place, Mustafa Kamal, three effects Orcist. This is an Orcus deck running the uh, Apprentice Illusion Magician. But otherwise, um, this is like a post-nerf version. You, you can kind of see three uh, Orcus Tarpor, three Scrap Recyclers. So they fall on three Scrap Recyclers here. Uh, two Orcus Nightmare, one Orcus Symbol Skeleton, one World Legacy World Wand, one Orchestrated Babel, two Orchestrated Return, two Book of Moon, two Forbidden Lands, two Forbidden Chalice. Top four, Zaga, 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 Clearwing Acceleration, Speedroid. So this is the more uh, variegated version running the you know different types of Speedroid monsters. And back to the front, this is a card that's showing up. Um, I guess back to the front is similar to Speed Recovery. It's like a you know Monster Reborn type of revival skill. And top four, Tacni one, three effects Orcus. This is an Orcus deck running uh, basically. Well, there's a Light Sworn package here, two Charge of Light Brigade. We have uh, Raiden, one copy of Raiden. Also, Machina Fortress as well. So, in the Duelance meta power rankings, uh, we see the diversity being represented here. Orcus, tier one at 25.7, so they've gone down quite a bit from their high 30s, which they were at. Speedroids, going up almost 9 points to 19.1. Uh, they were Tier 2 last week. Now they're Tier 1. And we're seeing different builds of the deck. They're, they're, they're a deck that just does a lot of monster effects. And um, you best not mess up when you're p- playing Speedroids. Because like, you make like a wrong move and you, you kind of screwed up your turn. Adai is still on at Tier 1 at 17.9. Tier two, we have rockets at nine point eight. The uh, the the nerf to silver rocket doesn't seem to have a huge effect on them so far. And tier three, we have trick stars at six point eight. Last week there was no tier three deck, so now they're here. All right, the main event this week we have uh, last survivor of mankind Z one. Another unlock event if you never got the character, but this um. This event also gives you two new cards, which are not inconsequential. First one is Time Angel, and this is a card notably is a Duel Links exclusive. It doesn't exist in TCG OCG format. Uh, it's present in a previous game, like an older version. But it's a pretty strong card. It's called Time Angel. This is light level one fairy, zero zero. If this attack position card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, return all monsters on the field to the hand. Pretty strong ability. Um, I think it might be even stronger in this format because with main phase 2, you kind of recover uh, monsters back. But this one, you're pretty much leaving your opponent with no monsters on the board, so that's pretty powerful. Um, it has to be destroyed by battle, though. So, like, your opponent can't 
like that they could hard remove this card and then your strategy's gone. So you have to like f- target an attack on this card. And there was like a recent field spell that caught that forced monsters to be attacked or if you can redirect an attack to the time angel that would be great. But this card is zero attack, so you're going to be taking damage um when this happens. So you're going if you're playing the time angel, you'll need to throw in how life barrier or something that would make you not lose the life points unless you want to intentionally lose them, but you can't you can't take too many hits at the same time, right? So um I think this is an autoplay for stall decks. Like you can even ram this card into monsters to you know clear an important monster. That's something you could just do by splashing this card into a deck, you can kind of do that. Um yeah, there's the act of removing monsters, and if there are link monsters or XZs, that's even better because those cards took a long time to be made, and then all the materials are gone, basically. That Well, the XZ zones are gone, but um, it's kind of like the steps to build the card are kind of like wasted. So, very, very powerful, strong card. And um, with the ability of trap cards to prevent damage and things like that, this should make its way into some decks. And like I said, this could be splashed into different decks. As a form of hard removal on some tough monsters, maybe. Um, I do expect to see this card at some point in in the meta in some way. For better or for worse. Other card we get is called Empress's Staff. This is a regular trap card. When an opponent's monster declares an attack, you can target the attacking monster... Negate the attack, and if you do, inflict 250 damage to your opponent. If you control no monsters, you can activate this card from the hand. This is like similar to negate attack, and I'm going to say this a few times. There's a lot of things this week that are similar to negate attack being stall. This one inflicts 250 burn, which is pretty much inconsequential unless you're playing a burn deck. It doesn't end the battle phase like negate attack, so it just works on one monster. But then it can be activated from the hand, which is pretty good because... It gives you room to play other back rows. Like if you're playing like a stall deck, you probably got three other trap cards that you want to play as well. So you could play those and then have this as like a second option. And um, this only works if you have no monsters, but that's fine because they're hitting into your back row anyways. And back row isn't as good as it was given um, the types of back row removal we have in the game and more to come in the future. So... Not a not a powerful card by any means. Um, you could play this in stall decks as a hand trap or something like that. Uh, definitely a burn stall deck would see some use in this card. But when you get focused more into the burn aspect, then you don't. This card won't do much. The two fifty isn't much at all. But uh, being activated from the hand is pretty nice too. And there's a dual skill called Born from the Infinite, and I'm just going to recite it off memory because I can't see it. But basically, you can send a Time Lord from your hand to the graveyard, and then you can get one from the deck that's a different archetype, I mean, different attribute than any of your Time Lords in the graveyard. So, to my knowledge, the Time Lords do have different attributes. Uh, Michion is fire. Uh, Sandion is, is light. There's a dark one at least. Uh, so there's different archety- uh, different. I keep saying archetypes. Different attributes for the Time Lords. 
And I think you could activate the skill twice uh, in a duel. But um, this is a pretty fair skill. I think um, definitely not overpowered uh, in any way. Time Lords are not a competitive deck. They can be annoying to play against if you don't know how to play against them. Um, but it's all about removing the monsters, I guess, in, in a way. Or letting them go back to the hand, whatever. Like, not getting burned down, basically. So, Anyways, um, fine skill to play if you're a Time Lord player. Not, not overpowered in any way. Alright, next item, we have Mission Circuit this week. Um, and this is an important one, because if you get to 140 laps, you get a Fairy Box. And that is not, like, a card, but it's a, it, I mean, it's a card. It's not a box, box. Um, so Fairy Box, if you all don't know, is from Joey the Passion. That was a game that I played a lot. There was there was three things. There's a Joey, Kaiba, and Yugi one. And um, I forget what the game was called, but I played it a lot. And um, I probably had some, like, torrented version of it. But, uh, yeah, this is a continuous trap card when your opponent... This monster declares an attack, toss a coin, and call it. If you call it right, the the attacking monster's attack becomes zero until the end of the battle phase. During each of your standby phases, pay 500 life points or destroy this card. This is a really strong card. Back in the day, like, um, your opponent would, like, attack, and then you would activate this 50-50, and then they would have zero. And then they would be kind of forced to swing into an opponent monster. And sometimes that was the end of the game. Like, MSTs were just not around, or any, like, those um, quick play, you know, back row removal cards, Cosmic Cyclone, things like that. They just weren't around. So sometimes you swung into the fairy box, and you just got destroyed. And um, this is even more devastating in Duel Links, because that could be the end of the game. You could be running Fairy Box in a non-stall deck, and then that would be the end of the game. So, fine card to play. It's 50-50, of course, so it's not guaranteed, which hurts it tremendously. Um, you could possibly, if you want to play a coin flip deck, you know, that, that type of thing was Desperado. We have Misjudge on... Um, Unlimited now, so that that type of coin flip thing is kind of back again. Uh, I, th- I I forget what the skill is, but you could like second coin toss. I think I think that's the skill. But um, fairy box could see play, but again, I think right now it's just limited to one copy based on this one event. If you have three copies of fairy box, that's pretty powerful. Um, but you know we have enough back row removal that this isn't too bad. Um. In a deck like Aramages, where they have infinite life, you could run a fairy box forever, and that's pretty strong. Um, but you know, right now you could say we're probably not going to see this. This card's probably not going to see any play. But I think fairy box is a card that's just it has this RNG element that's just so strong, and it's limited to one copy, so it might not hurt to splash it into one deck. I mean, you would always want like a tried and true trap card that will always work. Rather than Fairy Box, but Fairy Box has a lot of upside. Uh, but then it's also countered by all the MSTs in the game and Cosmic Cyclone, so it's really like a tough call. It's really a coin flip that if Fairy Box will see play, I think it will see play at some point. 
like the ability to swing the game, and then if you top on the dual skill, like a second coin toss or something, then it's even better. So, um, very exciting. Uh, but this is that, this is that you know, like swingy RNG element that Duelings had at some point with the Desperado deck, and then they got away from it, and now it's kind of back with this card, but in a, in a very more subtle way than before. Alright, so the last uh, new card this week is from the Card Trader update. And this is from the regular inventory, so it's by chance that you get this card. Uh, it's one of those things you have to check every 8 hours or so, and it's on the regular uh, group of cards. But it's a limit 1 card, so hopefully you get it soon. It's the Perform Pal Fire Flux. Light, level 4, scale 5, Insect Pendulum. 1,200 attack, 1,600 defense. Pendulum effect once per turn. When an opponent's monster declares an attack, you contribute a performer pal monster, negate the attack, and end the battle phase. Monster effective. A performer power oddized monster you control attacks. Your opponent cannot activate any spells or traps until the end of the damage step. So, um, it's fitting that we have this card this week because there's so many stall cards, but the pendulum... Uh, effect is to basically stall. It's a negate attack effect. You end the battle phase at the cost of a performer pal monster. So you could kind of leave this on the board um, as a scale, and then tribute that monster if you if you're trying to buy some time, get more pendulum monsters or something like that. That's one use of it. The monster effect is not as good. I think it's more. It's like the. Um, Time Gazer, Stargazer effect, where they let you, or the old like, Ancient Gears effect, if you want to call it that way, where you can hit through like back row without um, worrying about battle phase traps, things like that. So it's a nice. It's not. It's not like a bad ability. It's like something you could do if you want to close out your opponent. So that's. I guess that's a good dual use. That's why it's limit one. So. Um, the scale five is something I never really like. Performer pals themselves are typically low-level monsters, so at this point, um, you know, this has that stall ability, sure, and then you could kind of set up your board, or this card can be used as a closer, basically, play as a monster, and then you can just swing into your opponent to end the game. So, the fact that it has two abilities makes it special, I guess that makes it the limit one, uh, but neither ability is amazing, so, yeah, dual-use cards similar to Archfiend Eccentric, like a card that has two good uses. Um, we'll see if it sees any play. It, it's, pro- it's probably not part of the core, like, uh, Odd Eyes, Pendulum Magician type deck. Um, it's, it's, it seems more specialized. Uh, the Limit 1 also makes it, you know, not, not the same standard as, as a regular Limit 1 card. But for a dedicated, like, Performer Pal type deck, maybe it does have some use. So, uh, we're going to end it with the skill changes that we had last week. There's four skill changes. Um, let's just get to it. So, Holly Angel Trick, this is a kind of a big deal. Um, so, now you can gain life points equal to a Trickstar's monster's attack. Like, they're a link. They're a link, a link monster's attack. Um, this always doubles the effect damage of the Trickstar Holly Angel. 
uh, which is a continuous uh, burn effect. But then you can also gain life points. So we've seen Holly Angel Trick being played in top fours. So I don't know if this card, it's, this skill itself has made um, Trick Stars into a tier three deck. It is, but people, uh, I guess Konami wants us to play more Trick Stars. <laughs> That's one thing to do, so... That's only a plus in my book for the skill and for the archetype. Master of Rights 2. This was a skill that is played a lot. Alexis Rhodes only ritual skill. And um, previously you played the ritual cage automatically. I think they changed the skill a few times. First it was present on turn 1. So turn 1 player could just knock it out right away. Then they changed it so... It only activates on your turn. So, um, that happened. And now it's an activated skill. So, so now it's like you can activate it whenever you want, but you have to pay 1500 life points. So, back then, you didn't have to pay 1500 at all. So, is it a nerf? Maybe, but. It could also be protecting it from all the MSTs and Cosmic Cyclones around. But then if they set MST or Cosmic Cyclone, they could just knock it out after you pay 1500 right? So it's hard to say um, what this does to Master of Rights. But if your opponent does not have like the on-toggle on, this gets by. Because they set MST or Cosmic Cyclone. You activate the Master of Rights skill. And then, like, you can get, like, a quick turn on your opponent. So, hard to say what this does to the skill, but um, paying 1500 shouldn't really be a big deal on your first turn. But then it gives you flexibility to also activate it later when you have a stronger... It's kind of like you can bait out the MST and Cosmic Cyclone. I guess that's... I guess this is a plus for Master of Rights. So, overall, this does strengthen Ritual decks, I think. The 1500 life points isn't really... Isn't really a big deal in my opinion. Red Eyes Roulette got changed. So now it's only uh, a Red Eyes Spell or Trap instead of a Red Eyes card. So... This is tough because you don't know which ones they give you. Um, and this skill itself is outdated because then they just show the monsters here. Instead of... Uh, because the old skill gave you a monster. It gave you Red Eyes, Archfiend, Lightning, Summon Skull, Meteor, Dragon Eyes, Red Eyes, Impact, Meteor, Dragon, Gear Freed, Red Eyes, Iron Knight, and Gear Freed. So now uh, you only get a Spar Trap, which I think is good because you can get Red Eyes Fusion. You could get um, any of the ones that resurrect. Red Eyes Return, Red Eyes Insight, anything like that, I guess. Um there's also the chain, Red Eyes Fang of Chain. So there, the Red Eyes spells and traps were always better. They were always better than the um, and the monsters themselves. Because then you just had another like two tribute or one tribute monster that you can't do anything with, right? So I think this is a big buff for the deck. Being able to fuse right away or being able to have a big trap card really helps, I think. 
Finally, uh, Zexel Ultimate Unite. This is the skill, I think, where you turn into Zexel. Uh, but right now, it adds... Oh, this is a small change. It just adds Utopia to the pool of cards you get. Uh, I don't really know this, what this does, uh tell you the truth. Normally, you added Utopia Ray. You added uh, ZW Leo Arms. Now you add another Utopia Shore, I guess. I don't know. I guess it helps. I mean, like you don't have to run a Utopia in the main extra deck, so you have another extra deck slot, I guess. And I guess rank 4 XEs are pretty good, so you have another slot for another monster. I guess this helps. This is overall a positive change. Alright, I think that is it. Quick episode this week. Uh, so next next week there won't be an episode because I'm gone. And Solomon will be released for a couple weeks uh, to run amok. As mentioned, upcoming news, Solomon... Uh, we get Solomon. That's that's basically it. And then there's gonna be a whole month of news that um, I do not, I will not be aware of. So that that is it. Um, thanks for listening. See you in a few weeks.